Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This show is all about commercial property investing for the private investor. Whether you're just getting started or scaling up your portfolio, through interviews, tips and lessons learned along the way, we want to give you the inspiration, knowledge and confidence to enjoy this great cash flowing strategy. Hello and welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast. This is one of those Monday shows where I'm going to try and condense it down to a short snappy episode to give you something practical that you can use right now. I'm going to talk through some of the things that are impacting us right now and sharing those with you. And it forces myself and the team to work on challenges and think through those challenges and the upsides and then articulate them to you, our listeners. And a topic, of course, that's on the press right now, and quite a lot of students have been getting in touch with us about, is the energy crisis and what we can do about it. Some, of course, have been ignoring the fact that there's an energy crisis um, until the contract is due to be renewed, and then it's coming as a bit of a shock because some of those price increases are pretty substantial. So I'm just going to quickly go through some of our current thinking and approach to our energy use and our energy bills. So I'm going to start off just by giving you a lay of the land for us. So any lease spaces on FRI leases, the utilities are basically the responsibility of the client. So if you're more of a passive investor and you're thinking about looking at maybe industrial units or office spaces or retail where there's a longer lease and it's an FRI lease, a full repair and insurance lease, then the utilities will be passed on to the tenant. Any of our managed spaces there is a sharing of the cost. And on every managed space and contract is slightly different. So some of them, the utility is divided up and passed all on 100%. Some of it, they take a proportion and then the communal areas are paid for by the landlord. And then others, there may be an increase that is subject to one of those retail indexes or a price index so that each year you can increase the cost that you're passing on to the customer. But most of our stock is license space, which is an all-in deal. In other words, the customer pays us a license fee, or a rent, if you will, each month, and that includes heating, electric, and lighting. Not always. Some of our units are metered, and the customer will get a separate charge for the electric. But the majority, that's not the case. So... What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean we're going to have to take on all the costs? Well, let me talk you through how we're going to mitigate that and some of the opportunities. Yes, there are some opportunities that are going to come out of this. But first, here's the reality of talking to suppliers. And many of you will already experience this. We have a number of contracts, right? We've um, Across our buildings, we have electric, of course, for um, general consumption and computers and lighting and everything else. But in terms of heating, for our multi-let properties, we have three on biomass, two on electric, two on gas, and then, of course, there's a restaurant there on gas for the food prep side as well. So biomass prices have increased, but nothing like gas or electric. There is an issue where some of the pellets that we use don't come from the UK, which I find ridiculous, but they don't necessarily come from the UK. So prices have increased, there's no doubt about that. But they've gone from, originally when we started buying them, at maybe £180 a tonne up to maybe 250 possibly higher, but they've not doubled least not yet. The electric use, um, yeah, that has doubled. So the prices and quotes we're getting in now, we might have been paying um, 15 or 14.9 pence or whatever it is. Now it's 33 pence or 36 pence. So electric has increased a lot. Gas, 
We haven't needed to look at any renewals yet ourselves, but I know that some people that have um, spoken to a hotelier, I know, for instance, their gas bill has tripled. Wow, that's difficult, right? The interesting one is the other way that these companies are trying to, let's say, increase the bill is through the standing charge. So if you have an electric supply and there's a particular meter size, that determines your standing charge. So if you've got a small meter, then it may be slightly less. If you've got a big meter, it can be more. I mean, it's ridiculous. But our one of our sites has gone from something like 33 or 34 pence a day standing charge to six pounds something. I should have the numbers here for you, but you, you, know, you get the principle, right? It's gone from 30, 40 pence to six quid per day standing charge. So that particular building will cost £2,500 a year just to have a meter. Now, it's quite a large meter because the previous use for that building meant that they needed quite a lot of power consumption. And what's interesting is it's related to the meter size. And of course, you know, the answer about can we reduce the size of the meter is no. Oh, no, you can't reduce the size of the meter. You can only increase the size of the meter. Well, I guess we're going to have to look into that a little bit more. But what it has told me is I need to be conscious when I'm looking at industrial stock to buy or indeed office space to buy in the future. I just need to make sure actually I understand what the size of the meter is because some of these industrial buildings, you know, some of them were high power use consumption and they have big meters. So it's just something to think about in the back of your mind when you're out looking at properties. Hmm, how's that going to affect my costs? Anyway, so that's the price changes that we're experiencing so far. So what can we actually do about it? Well, the problem is, of course, the horse has kind of bolted, hasn't it, right? (laughs) So it's now a case of, right, what do we do to try and reduce the impact going forward? And one of those things, of course, is fixing new contracts. And the question is, should I fix a contract for a year? Should I fix for two years? One-year contracts are stratospheric. Two-year contracts are still eye-watering. So what we're doing is, as our contracts come up, because obviously they're not all coming up at once, it's over a period of 12 months or so, we're fixing in three or four on the two-year, but some of those are a little bit further out. My feeling is I'm hedging on those. The the industry's telling us that £6 a day is going to go up to £8 a day for standing charge, and the electric charge is going to keep going up. Well, at the moment, the industry is in obviously a state of panic. So... Upward is the only way people can see things going. Me personally, I'm going to take a hedge on those contracts that are a bit further out because you could take on a new contract now, which doesn't start till that date. Let's say you've got one coming up in January next year or December. You could fix it now. And then when January or December, whatever comes around you, then you start getting charged that new rate. But I just think it's important to think, well, there is a thing about hedging here. And and a lot of our stock will come up before then, which will renew onto two years. But some of the longer term stuff that's a bit further out, I'm going to hedge. We're not going to book it in right yet. Just our approach. What about other things? So we'll be doing another energy audit to find ways to reduce consumption in our buildings and to encourage reductions in consumption. So that might be through signage and having conversations with staff and customers and all that sort of stuff. But of course, that isn't a one-off thing. It's a continual thing, a culture thing. Second thing is our license has a clause about inflationary increases, which is tied to the Bank of England inflation rate, published inflation rate, which is currently 9%. Now, that's on an annual basis. So basically, when our license comes to an end and it's renewal time, we do an automatic renewal and we automatically put up by whatever the Bank of England rate is. But there is a time lag there. So prices are going up right now, but renewals will take 12 months 
to wash through. So it will take a bit of time impact, but there is a way there um, in a license agreement to mitigate some of that increase. So just think if you are doing licenses, you're taking on space, there's a clause in there that's really important. The third thing that we're looking at is our, our under managed spaces, under lease agreements, is that we do have a ratchet mechanism in there. So that allows us to, it's attached to like one of the indices, I think from memory it's retail price index or something, but that again allows us to tweak up the amount that we're able to recharge through those customers. And we are looking at, as I say, to lock in some of those prices on those two years, but not all of them right now. And as part of that energy audit, we will no doubt have some actions to take, some things to buy, some things to install, some things to remove. And that'll involve money investment. So we're going to be brushing up on our latest energy efficient loans and all those sorts of things to ease the pressure on capital costs, because that is always a moving feast. As I said in my last podcast, you know, grants are available. Interest-free loans are sometimes available, but you've got to keep on top of it because they're constantly changing. And then finally, the last thing I think of um, doing right now is as new customers come in, of course, we'll be able to review our prices before they even come in. So if you have a new building, then you can bake in the increases. Incidentally, most of our customers do accept that our bills are going up. And in conversations with them about that, it's not too laboured. In fact, sometimes customers are actually asking for us to tell them what the increase is going to be now so they can plan for it and remove some uncertainty, which leads me on to some of the silver lining, I think, from this, the opportunity. The thing is, most of our inquiries at the moment for flex space are asking about the fixing nature of our pricing. So what they're saying effectively is, what are you doing about utilities? If I take on this license agreement, and maybe haven't done one before, what is the impact on our pricing over the next 12 months from gas and electric if it keeps going up for you, the um, operator? Well, of course, it's a fixed license fee. So we're seeing in marked increase in the number of asking, and it's giving us an opportunity, a marketing and a sales opportunity to remind customers and the general um, business community out there that if you book in with FlexSpace, you're baking in, you're fixing in your utility costs. Now, it might be that we have to bake in something into the price, so the price might be slightly higher, but from the customer's point of view, it removes the uncertainty. So we're definitely seeing an increase in the number asking, and it's giving us a USP over some other competitors. Now, if you're competing with the flex spaces, then obviously you're going to have to have those conversations, and it may be comparing apples for apples, but at the end of the day, it's an opportunity there to share with your potential customers one of the other benefits of coming into FlexSpace. So hopefully you agree that although this next crisis, you know, this next crisis, this, this, the, the current one, is a big problem, being in FlexSpace does give you a bit of flexibility, not just the customer getting flexibility. And you can make alterations in your offer and pricing to suit whatever the world throws at you. Now, to the crystal ball thing. Well, this is just my opinions, nobody else's, my opinions, short to medium term, the biggest impact that's going to have on pricing is Putin and Ukraine. Just my opinion, I'm not an economist, I'm not studying oil and gas, but to me, that's the one I'm keeping my eye on the most in terms of the impact on pricing, because there's that uncertainty there. 
Longer term, yeah, we're going to have to keep working on alternatives, renewables, other sources of fossil fuels, of course, thermal efficiency for heating costs and power efficiencies for day-to-day usage, because there's two elements here, isn't there? There's the heating with a big impact and then the power efficiencies. Having said that, I'm not an expert, of course, but the oil price in 2007 through to 2014, with the exception of the blip in 8 and 9, was roughly the price we're at now. Sometimes higher, sometimes slightly lower, but it was roughly where we are right now. And here's the interesting one. Gas was actually significantly higher, more than 50% higher than the current costs, not for us as consumers, I'm talking about the wholesale market, during 2005 and 2008. So what's going on? It's sentiment, panic and uncertainty. So once certainty returns, we may see prices level off or dip. Just my opinion. When that's going to happen... Who knows? But right now, you just have to recognise that we are in panic stage, which is why everything is going up and all the talk is about things increasing forever. But it's that uncertainty element that's increasing prices. There are other elements, of course. Another possibility, longer term, is that right now there's that connection between the dollar, oil, and oil and gas are not quite connected. But if that could ever be decoupled, Or indeed, if the price of sterling goes up against dollar, that will help us. Because at the moment, we have had a bit of a dip on the price of the pound against the dollar, which will be affecting our prices as well. But beyond that, I don't know. I'm still learning about all this stuff. Make sure you have an inflationary clause in your license, though. Let's bring it back down to earth and use it when it's renewals time. Because it can be tempting, maybe not so much now, but it can be tempting sometimes just to not do that 2% increase or that 3% increase. But right now you're going to have to. If our business is not in a good shape, then we can't help anybody anyway. We need to keep that balance and we need to make sure that we're being professional about this, but equally that we are passing on those costs. And at the moment, as I say, most customers are expecting it. So have those grown-up conversations with them, do those renegotiations, and at some point, this too shall pass. Maybe the price increase or the price rise might not change too much, but the inflation will subside once we can get back to a period of less uncertainty. So have a great week, and we'll catch up with you again on Thursday. enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be your first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.